0: Hello and welcome to this episode of tech, Linux and hacker culture. No, it's Linux tech and hacker culture. It's right in front of my face. Anyway, uh, big apologies. this time of year is just going to be tough to have a consistent uh, consistent you know podcast because I just don't have enough time. It's the holiday season. Swoop you do, inhibity hop. Don't forget to hang up your sock. That, that nonsense. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to get these out in a consistent, in a regular manner. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get a few out back to back to back um, over the next few days. Here, we'll see. The weekend, my weekend ahead is light, so it should be fine. But if you're listening to this in the future, then it doesn't even matter, cause they're all there for you anyway. Today's podcast is called Peer to Peer, Our Only Hope. So let's get into it. We have mentioned Peer to Peer over a lot in the past few episodes, but we have not taken the time to dive into the concept as its own topic. I probably should have brought this up before all of those podcasts, but we'll do it now. What the heck. Peer-to-peer has been around a long time and is decentralized in nature, in its nature. Yes, it is decentralized without the need for a blockchain. Cryptocurrencies and blockchains are awesome, but not everything needs to use that technology to be decentralized. In fact, cryptocurrencies are peer-to-peer, which makes them decentralized, but not all peer-to-peer decentralization needs to have a blockchain. It's kind of like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is a square. It's kind of like that. Peer-to-peer is exactly as it sounds. You connect to one another directly. There is no need for a central server uh, to host, upload, download, or serve your files. When there is no central server doing all of the work, there is no point of failure. This also eliminates the issue of central servers shutting you down because they don't like what you say or share. This is a huge step in making and keeping the internet steeped in free speech. In peer-to-peer in a peer-to-peer system, a computer will divide a portion of the resources it has and give them to the network. This can include hard drive space, bandwidth, or processing power, to name a few. These allocated resources are still the computer, but as with the hard drive space, the predetermined amount is used to store information that can be called by another computer on the network. Doing this allows for more space, speed, or processing power to be used than a single computer has on its own. Due to this structure, each peer to peer each peer apologies supplies data and consumes data. With the most common model we use online today, the server does all the supplying, while the users, that's you, do all the consuming on the web. This made the most sense in the early two thousands when the internet was growing and our personal computers were a fraction of what they were today. However, this is not a big issue. Our computers are much more powerful now than they were, and the internet connections are much faster. The only reason why we're still using a centralized model is due to a legacy mentality. Enter Napster. If there's one application that brought peer to peer networking out of the woodwork, it was Napster. Napster was a program that allowed people to connect and share music files. Sean Fanning and Sean Parker founded Napster as a standalone file sharing platform. Napster only operated in this manner for two years, however, and two years and a month, and they ended in July of 2001. The reason Napster shut down, as far as I can tell, is because they had a company, a central entity that could be attacked, and they were attacked for copyright infringement to the tune of $36 million. Any part of a decentralized service that is centralized puts the entire ecosystem at risk, as we see with Napster. When this happens, can can we really call that service decentralized? I would say no, but luckily, most peer-to-peer applications and services today focus on keeping everything entirely decentralized. This is the lesson learned from Napster and as other services fail, we continue to learn more. This helps us make peer-to-peer systems like BitTorrent. The reason BitTorrent has not been shut down is that there is no central point to attack as in a company or server. The people that want to wipe BitTorrent off the planet like they did Napster now have to go to every single user. This is magnitudes more difficult and it's it's what's making peer-to-peer super awesome. So some, let's talk about some some applications of a peer-to-peer structure. So we talked about mesh networking in the past, and you, know, you can go back and listen to a, the other podcast if you want to hear more in depth about mesh networking. But mesh networkings, briefly, are a peer-to-peer way of connecting to other computers and servers. It is a more decentralized form of the internet in that there is no internet service providers. We still need ISPs today in order to reach the current web since this is not a worldwide there is not a worldwide mesh network, but that does not make it impossible. Every town and city could set up their own mesh network and tie into the next town, spreading the reach. This kind of network makes it pretty much impossible for an entire for an entity to kick a person off of a network. Pretty awesome. Then there's file.pizza. File.pizza is a quick and easy way to share a file with another person online. After uploading, sorry, after loading up the website, you can tell it what file you want to send, and the site prepares a special, unique link. This link allows the person to connect to you directly without a middleman like Dropbox or Google. There is never any uploading to File.pizza. The only, only to uh... Only the computer with the link you sent has access to your files and you upload it to them directly. If you are using Firefox, there seems to be a limit on how big the file can be and the speed at which it is sent to the person is completely dependent upon your upload speed and their download speed. For unlimited file size sharing, use a Chrome-based browser that would be Brave um, that would be uh, Beaker, that would be Chromium, etc. Then there is Yassi. Yassi is super cool. Yassi is a peer-to-peer search engine. Sites like Google, Yahoo, Bing, and DuckDuckGo were all centralized search engines. Even search, or search.me, which is spelled next. don't know how to say it. When using these normal sites to search the web, you're connecting to their servers and getting information. This means they can track you and choose not to show you something as they see fit. Now, I will say DuckDuckGo claims to not track you and claims to not filter your information. So, that's a thing. But they could if they wanted to. With YACY, censorship cannot happen. When you search with Yassi, you are connected directly to other, to, to the users to retrieve these results. And it's good, too. I was experimenting with it before making this podcast, and I was impressed by what the system could find. I'm talking more than just websites. Stay tuned for a future episode on, more on Yassi and peer-to-peer searching. It's pretty awesome. Then we have DAT in the Beaker Browser, which we covered in a previous episode, much like we did with Mesh Networks. What these two do is work together to bring a more decentralized internet to our current model. DAT is the protocol that allows for a peer-to-peer connection of any website using DAT. The Beaker Browser is there to access these sites that use the DAP protocol. You don't have to know if a site is peer-to-peer or not before you visit because when you go there there is a little icon in the top right that says hey there is a peer-to-peer version of this site would you like to use it? and you can click it and you'll use it. Switching to the decentralized version is very easy intuitive. It's just clicking a button. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Linux Tech and Hacker Culture. This was Peer to Peer, Our Only Hope. It was supposed to be a a play on, like, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Our Only Hope, this thing. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue like that did, but that's fine. Uh, I do have uh, a Patreon if you would like to support through Patreon. It is patreon.com slash J-R-S-W-A-B. You don't have to. doesn't matter. But if you want to throw money at me, Making this stuff, then uh, feel free. I'm also on Steam. Everything that you hear on this podcast is first a Steam blog post, and you can find me there at steam it.com slash at JRSwab. Or if you use busy, it's busy.org slash at JRSwab. It's very easy to find me. Also on Twitter and Mastodon, Gab, Mines, everywhere you will find me at JRSWAB. Thanks for listening. Till next time, everybody. Stay nerdy. Stay curious.